Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into Yvonne Latrell's podcast. I am the host, Yvonne Latrell. Here with me is SC, and we are here today for our Thoughtful Tuesday show where we will be interviewing Arthur Freeze. SC, can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I got sick out of nowhere. I'm sweating like crazy. Mm-hmm. Just, Why uh, are you sick? I don't know. That shit came you out know. of nowhere, too. I'm pregnant. <laughs> Nobody. Who pussy you to nut it in? <laughs> we going to discuss this after the show. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Nobody's friendly, so I don't know where the hell that came from, though, but I'm sweating like crazy right now. Aw, well, feel better. Yeah. But the show must go on. Yeah, the show must go on, but I'm here if you need me. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Oh, man. What? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And other news. <laughs> and other news. What's interesting? What's going on? Um, how's the weather up there? Because it's a rainy, very rainy day here. Yeah, same here. It's been raining like crazy. Oh wow! Um, Good, yay! Yeah, is it thunder and lightning, or is it just rain? Um. More, uh, we get no thunder, more lightning than anything, you know. Oh, bomber. Oh, yeah, we're getting all three. I yeah, and you already know I just like the rain, the rain only. But what could I do? Yeah. Yeah. No. Mm. Um. Man, a lot has been going on in the world. I know that much. Yes. You, Anything uh, you want to talk about? Oh yeah, yeah. You had um, you had any people that wanted to do the um, advertising or anything or for advertisement? Um, let's see. Um. Okay. Well, we can start off with the. With some of the news, and then I'll get to advertisement shortly. Okay. Okay. Because I don't have anything um, together. Okay. That's all good. My fault. I should have made sure. (laughs) Oh, no. We're like, no, that's okay. No no script writers. So we got to go off the top. (laughs) Right? Right? Okay. That's (laughs) weird. That's what we'll be going to yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that's the excuse that I'm gonna use. All I, you know, all the people that write our scripts are on strike, so you know, we're gonna have to go off a script for a little bit, guys and girls. You know, so just please yes. forgive us. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank no. you so much for that, Essie. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about the guy that got the forty uh, five million dollars for season? He won. They got paralyzed. The guy. Yes. It, yeah. You said it was forty five million, right? Yeah. Forty five million. Yeah. Um, Did you see the video? Being transported. Yes. 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 And the crazy thing is, man, the everybody thinks that everybody is part, you know, always want to be, you know, um, everybody wants to, the cops always think that somebody's trying to get over on them when they're saying that they're hurt or whatever. You know, granted, they have a right job mm-hmm. after this, you know, but sometimes you got to take, um, you have to be discretionative. You know, you got yeah. you know, you got somebody in cuffs and you know, they tell you that they can't move because of their neck or whatever. You know, there's certain assessments you need to take. You know, especially if somebody's calling for an ambulance. You shouldn't I don't think they should have continued to the precinct. I think they should have had an ambulance meet them right then and there and had that man evaluated. You know, and like I said, they have a rough job as it and trying to distinguish who's who's right, who's wrong. Um, if a person's lying, a person's telling the truth or whatever. But like I said, you just got to, sometimes you got to show some type of humanity. And I think that that's what's missing with a lot of these cops. You know, they get these jobs, they get these positions, and they forget that, you know, people are still human. Not everybody that you deal with is a criminal, you know. And and I know, I get it. It's hard. It's hard to discern because you don't, you don't know these people. You're meeting them for the first time, you know, and it's your first interaction with them, so you got to go off of your judgment, but sometimes you got to be, you know, you just got to watch and, and pay attention to certain things. There's key things that right. you watch for people with their actions and everything, you know, so. Yeah, but, and okay, but now yeah. in this situation, I'm not sure if you uh, guys seen the video. Okay, so the guy was getting transported to um, the jailhouse, but, but this is the thing. Okay, so he was in handcuffs and he was in back of the van, but he didn't have a seatbelt. Yeah. So the driver, yeah. the the cop uh, who was driving the van, he slammed hard on brakes, and the the inmate or whatever you want to call him, um, he um, flew off of the seat, and I guess um, I'm not sure if he hit his head, he broke his neck. I don't know. What happened? But I know. Um, I think. It, I think they said he was paralyzed from what the chest down. Yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, okay, like, oh, he don't have a seatbelt, so they are at fault right there for him not yeah. having a seatbelt on. Because anybody else don't have a seatbelt, you're getting a ticket for it. You know. Exactly. And I'm not anti-cop, and I'm not anti-cop, I'm not pro-cop. I'm pro. Right. I'm pro um, decisions that can affect somebody's life because this man's paralyzed now for the rest of his life. And yeah. could think things been different? They could have because you don't know how much more damage they did by dragging by feet. And you understand what I'm saying? This, this thing that yeah. you can take into consideration, you know, because if you, even if you got EMS there, EMS is there to assist and assess. Right. You know, so you have them assess the situation. You know, they start asking them questions. They don't know if he's paralyzed or not because of the answers that he gives them, you know. 
I just yeah, think that and his, I just, his care was too late. It took care of it too late, you know? Yeah. And that poor man is paralyzed, you know, even though he's got 40, $45 million, that still doesn't, you know, equivalent to him, equate to him walking ever again or having a regular normal, you know? It would be good um, if somehow if somehow he was able to walk again and and have that forty five million. It would be good if a miracle could happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, you never know. God has the final say. You know. Right. He always has the final say in everything. You know, doctors don't right. know everything. Right. You know, because there has been cases where they told a person that they'll never walk again or they'll be paralyzed, and the person's hey. walking. The person's still moving. And you were one of those cases, right? Yeah. Yeah. You were one of the cases that they said that you would never walk and look at you. Yeah. Look at you all. um, Walking and exercising and uh, working out and and all that. Yeah. It's doing all good. Huh? I said it's still a rough ride, I'm on, you know. Yeah, but, but you're in great, I'm, but you're I'm in great condition. You look great. You're look, you look awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. But well, I um, no, I appreciate you too. Okay, so I'm going to do a little advertisement. Um, let's see. Uh, well, speaking of um, speaking of being paralyzed, even though this is not for anyone that's paralyzed, but if you do have a muscle or, or joint pain, there is a new product. <laughs> it's called Relieve and Relax. Again, that's Relieve and Relax, and you guys can go to relieveandrelax.com, and you can check out their product. It's, it's for joint pain, muscle pain, so you, can, you guys can check that out. And also... If you are in the Florida area and you're having an issue with your air conditioning or plumbing service, you can check out this company. It's ATC, and they have a website. It's atcair.com. Again, that's www.atcair.com, atcair.com. And so also... I had an advertisement last Saturday. It was from William Young. They are doing a casting call. So the best that I can tell you guys and dogs, if you are looking, um, hold on, let me just hold this up. You guys can check out his Instagram it's William underscore Young underscore Forever, and the details is on there for the casting call. They are. Wait, hold on. Let me go back to it. Uh, okay, the casting call is June 29th, and the casting call is in Philly for a song, and they need like six. Oh my gosh, like. Six Caucasians for FBI agent. Um, you know what? It's it's a whole lot. So just check out his page. Oh, um, just check out his page. And hold on, let me see. I I had the address. 
It's 925 North Broad Street, and that's in Philadelphia. Uh, and I, I forgot to get uh, the zip code, so I definitely apologize for that. But like I said, you guys can uh, check out the page, and the information is there. But it is a casting call for a video June 29th, and that's with William Young. And I have one one more advertisement. And... That is with Shannon Jones. So, guys, if you are looking to travel, this is your sign to travel. It's a travel agency, Travel Gunza, and you guys can give Mrs. Shannon Jones a call. Her number is 754-246-6037. Again, her number is 754-246. Six zero three seven, and you also can email her at sjtravelgunza at gmail.com. Again, that's sjtravelgunza at gmail.com if you are looking for a travel agency to help you with your traveling needs. And that's all I have on advertisements, and I'm going to turn it back over to you, Bob. <laughs> Thank you, Yvonne. I appreciate you. Oh, you know, I totally um, appreciate you. A gracious host, as always. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, um, what's up with the cops on your end, man? They locking each other up. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. You seen that? <laughs> you talking about the Orlando arrest? I think it was Orlando. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my it's God! That was crazy. Did, okay, did you see that, like, on TikTok, or did you see it for me? Because, like, I told you, I sent you a whole lot of stuff. I'm trying to find the stuff that I sent you, but. No, I sent the video. I see the video. The cops showed that they had the dash cam on the um, website. <laughs> and um, the cops zoomed past, and then the cop went, spun around, followed that. And the guy pulled over said, what the fuck are you pulling me over for? He said, can't you tell that I'm um I'm on my way to work. She he was said, saying he was on his yeah. way to work, yeah. He said, give me your license registration. He said, no, and got his car. Well, apparently, they went to his job and locked him up for evading, arrest, um, reckless driving, and something else. So, even the cops Did, didn't Didn't he lose his job? <laughs> oh, I, I think he did get, I don't know if he lost it, but I think he got his register. Oh, okay, no. okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to look back into that. But that's crazy. I mean, it's like I really don't know what to think because I thought that all cops stick together. Like what if he was trying to chase someone or, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't yeah. know. What are your thoughts on that? Because, like I said, I thought all cops stuck together. Yeah, well, you have some departments that are beefing with each other. You know, that's 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 a norm. That's a normal thing. You know, you go through I've like never you know, seen cop in that. New York, you go through Jersey. Then cops don't like New York cops, you know. So yeah, but to pull one you know. over, to pull an, another cop over, I just feel well, like, um, you know, in a way, I want to say that's goody for the cop, but at the same time, I feel like it's just so much going on in the world, like. 
um, you know, like, okay, obviously you see that this is a, you know, a cop. It's one of your your guys, even though it's from a different department. It's just, I don't know, I just feel like it's just so much other stuff going on to be yeah. focusing on something that, you know, I don't know. I just see see that as pointless. Yeah. Well, you know, you got you got beefs amongst departments. You know, like fire department, yeah. PD, they don't get along. Yeah. You know, EMS is fire department. I remember they were beefing about who should be the first responder. If fire who show up, they said that they should respond to the the person that needs assistance. And, right. Um, uh, you know, so what they did, I know in New York, they made them FDNY. So all the EMS workers are part of the fire department, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just I know they brave to run up in a burning building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> brave ass They got to be somebody I love or somebody really got to need me to go to the building. But to just voluntarily go into a building every day? Nah. Mm-hmm. I can't pull that one off. Right, you know, right. So kudos to them, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was that was crazy. Um, was what is? Huh? Yeah. No, yeah. No, I was going to say, uh, what are your thoughts on the Russell Simmons situation? His daughter came Man. out, and yeah, basically, there's like some type of uh, I don't know. <laughs> Family drama, I'm just going to say, that's going on where uh, uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name. I think it's Ayoki Simmons, and she was yeah. she, she went live, and she was crying, basically saying that Russell Simmons, he, uh, he doesn't help them. He doesn't do anything for them. He doesn't support them. He went to the other sister house to... Um, I think he tried to make her allegedly sign a paper, um, I don't know, to, to take away her inheritance. Um, it's just like always some, you know, some family drama going on. And then Kimora Lee, the mother, and the mother of Ayoki Simmons and the ex-wife of Russell Simmons, she made a video as well. So it's just like some some family drama going on, and then Russell Simmons did post something on Instagram, but his, of course, was that negativity. He was trying to show that they are one happy family, that they do get along, but his daughter video and ex-wife video says otherwise. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, well... I'm going to tell you like this. Not everything that you see is what it is. And, you know, you'd be surprised on what goes on behind closed doors. And you'd be surprised right. on how far an extortion will go, including up to your family. You yeah. know, so, you know, I don't I don't know what's going on in that household. I don't live in that household. On the, the extent that people will go to extort somebody else. Or just, everybody you know, is coming the, online. Like everybody is going online now, just posting everything. Yeah. Like the minute someone is upset with their family member, anything, okay, well, I'm going online. I'm going live. I'm making a video. Like 
Oh, my gosh. Nothing is private anymore. Everybody wants to go viral. They want to make that viral video. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so, and also, there was, uh, let's see, what is his name? Um, You're talking about the McGregor thing? McGregor, yeah. He was um, allegedly accused of raping a woman at game four of the NBA finals. I want to say that it was here in Miami. So um, it was reps, reps from um, uh, Connor says that allegations are false. I have no idea. I know that I did see clips on it um, on the news where him and the young lady, they were going to the bathroom. I, I don't know what happened in the bathroom, of course. So, She's saying that yeah. something happened. He's saying that it did not happen. So what are your thoughts on yeah. that? Yeah, well, you know, that's a touchy situation, especially when a woman is talking about she just violated, you know. But it's also a messed up situation if not really went on. And it was another, it's a, a situation of a shakedown, you know. He wouldn't yeah. you know, mm-hmm. give her what she wanted. So she used that as an opportunity to, you know, and I'm not saying that's what she did. I'm just saying, you know, if it is. But she could have now that she just said that. You know, you know, or even if he did it, that's wrong. It's terrible. You shouldn't do it. You know, you know, you you, you, you got so many women that have experienced, you know, being raped and being in a situation of being taken advantage of. But this is the thing. Right. Right. This is the thing. This is how um, I feel. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, but I feel mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah. if something happened, okay, the minute she came out of the bathroom, she should have called 911 right then and there where, okay, yeah. it's evidence. Um, you know, why wait till later? Because kind of like you said, like you just never know. She could have used the fact that they went into the bathroom knowing that that was on camera. Hey, yeah, we went to the bathroom, but... Mm-hmm. Like you said, we don't know what went on in the bathroom. I'm not saying that she's lying. I'm not saying that she's telling the truth because I don't know. But when it do, but when it when it when it um, comes to situations like this, I wonder, like, okay, is this um, a sexual assault or is this a gold digger? Because you know, it's just so many women, kind of like with the the Bill Cosby. And I don't, I don't know. It just seemed like so many cases. Um, I can't even think of the guy um, in New York. Um, oh my gosh, uh, I don't know. It'll come to me. But either way, it's just like every time you look around, it's just. It, I mean, it's just so many cases. It's just so many yeah. issues where these women come out saying that they were um, that they were raped um, or sexually assaulted. When one woman finally come out, it's like. Thirty, forty more says, "Hey, okay, she's not about to be the only one that gets a piece of this money. Let me, let me say my story that happened thirty, forty years ago." So yeah. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. You just have to be yeah. careful when you are um, a well-known person. You have to be careful because these people are not trying to please you. These people are trying to take from you. Yeah, every bit that they can, you know. And mm-hmm. it's just sad that, you know, the way the world works, 
Now, you know, everybody can be a victim. You know, you could be a victim just by somebody saying that you did something and you didn't do it. You know, yeah. and the burden of, of proof is on you being the accused. You yeah. Know, they say, oh, no, it's on the person that's accusing. But when you look at things, when things come out, eventually, you know, the person that's being accused is already guilty before he even sees a trial, before he even, you know, stands in front of a jury. You know, he's, he's perceived guilty automatically. You know, so. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just hope, you know, it comes out that it didn't happen, you know. And um, I think they should make stiffer laws as well on things like that, you know. Even yep. laws where yeah. a woman says that she's pregnant by a man and it's his baby, and they come to find out when they go to Maury, it's not his baby, I think that that man should be able to press charges, you know. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh, you know, you can't tell. Them. You know, they always say men are the biggest dog, but it seems like more women are not the babies, not the father or whatever, you know, so I don't know. It sounds good, you know. Yeah, that is time, true. That is true. No lies there. Women, you know. <laughs> you are absolutely right. And and now there's uh, some some lady, um, I think her name is pronounced uh, Mariah Mills, something like that. Um, she went on Instagram saying, uh, NBA, I have a sex tape of me and um, Zion Williamson. And she was basically saying mm-hmm. that he also had uh, the, uh, the the tape, too, that they were on his trap phone. And then she added the NBA, and um, I, think the, I think it's called the Pelicans NBA. And, you know, she was just basically saying that he doesn't deserve to be in New Orleans, sex tape dropping soon. Like, mm. um, and, and now, so I had read some of the comments um, on that because I've seen it on Instagram. So, mm. uh, some you know, some people were saying that he didn't want to be with her anymore. So, like, when somebody don't want to be with you anymore, like, you're going to be that petty, that angry. Like, first of all, you can't do that if you have a, a, a sex tape. Um, because um, what is that called? What is it? The revenge Oh, porn? it's uh, revenge porn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you can't do that. That's revenge porn. Yeah. Yeah, and, revenge and porn is definitely a thing, you know? It's definitely a thing. But Your ass will go to jail. And I... And I support the person going to jail, too, because um, if you're using it to, for leverage and to, you know, to to put it out there like that, you know, she's going to... Because you know, he don't want to be with you anymore? Yeah. If someone don't, don't want to be with you for. anymore, like, who does that? Like, you're making a fool of yourself. Yeah. Let's put that shoe on the other foot. Let's say if that was a man <laughs> thinking about a woman. Yeah. How many mm-hmm. law enforcement agencies would get involved? I think a lot. So I think yeah, that this is a situation right. where a bunch of law enforcement agencies need to get involved. If that's what yeah, she does, I to agree that with man. you. If she you know, I think that that's. that's I foul. agree with you. You. I I definitely agree with you because, you know, a lot of times when me and you are talking and, you know, like when we're not talking on the show and when we're just having a conversation, you always like to put the shoe on the other foot 
and but I agree. You are one hundred percent right. I'm I one hundred percent agree with you. And I do uh feel the yeah. same way law enforcement should be involved because you are that angry what, what you know, whatever happens, like you you're just going too far now. Just that's just too far. Yeah. Yeah, that is definitely way too far. <laughs> Yo, that that's that's beyond out there, you know? That's mm-hmm. beyond, you know, think about it, you know, if a, if a dude did that to a woman, just think about that backlash. Just think about it. It would be crazy mm-hmm. on the backlash mm-hmm. on what would go on with him, you know? So I mm-hmm. think that women should be held accountable for the same thing, you know? I think it should be a, a, a crime that should be investigated as soon as she made the statement because that shows intent. And that's all you need with most claims is intent. Right. You know? Right. So, that's true. I don't know, man. That's just crazy to me. But, you know, it ain't meant for us to understand because it's not us. Yeah. You know? and, and, yeah, that would never be me. That would never be me. Like, I don't care who I get involved with, um, if, you know, um, if someone decided to, you know, to not want to be with me, then I'm going to look at it as, okay, that's your loss. Um, but there is yeah. no way, there is no way I'm going to embarrass myself. That's just like, I don't see how people don't be embarrassed. That's like embarrassing. Yeah. Like, I would be so embarrassed to do something like that. There's no way, no way. Mm-mm. All right, now, we ain't going to hear no, no crazy sex tape coming out of Yvonne, are we? <laughs> oh, it better not be. We're going to change the subject. <laughs> We're going to change the subject. But I, well, okay, but did you hear what I said? I said, I will not get that angry that I will try to put somebody out there and show them, like, oh, okay, he have a sex tape, you know, especially, hey, I'm in it. Like, (laughs) that's crazy. No way. No way. Yeah. Yeah, but people do, you know, people do crazy things when they are angry. I feel like if you are, if you're angry or if you're hurt, you know, just try to deal with that hurt without hurting the other person. Like, if they don't want to be with you, like, let that shit go. Well, you know, you know how people do. Yeah. You know, some people are, um, some people are, are pissed off, you know. Some people don't know how to handle certain things. Some people don't know how to handle rejection, you know. Some people don't know how to, you know, cope with it. Yeah. You know, people deal with things differently, you know. Yeah, that's true. All right, so um, we are now at 9.30, and um, I just received a message. Okay, you should be calling in. Okay. I just got a message. Okay, Okay. and uh, before the guest called in, is there anything else that you want to say? Nah, you know. It's not much, you know. 
Just don't take no Anything wood nickels. Wanna... How about that? Any... Don't take no what? <laughs> wood nickels. <laughs> you ever heard of old time say that? Don't take no wood nickels? I never. I never heard yeah. that saying. Yeah. That's what it's called. Don't take no wood nickels. I'm going to slap you. How about that? <laughs> see how violent I am, callers? I know. I'm going to come see SC, and I'm going to slap him. I'm going to choke him. I think that will be good. Put you back in check. Yeah. Put these hands on you. Hold on one second. I think. Hold on. Okay. Give me one second. Let me see something. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, and while he is doing that, I just want to continue with the message that I was just saying to anyone out there that may be hurting. um, You know, you can always call the show. (laughs) You guys can always call the show and talk to me and Essie. The number here is 563-999-3548. Again, that number is 563-999-3548. And I said the same thing, like if there's some bullying going on, oh, my gosh, you guys can call us and talk with us. We will definitely talk with you. And if you are hurting, we will definitely help you, um, you know, through that pain as well. So, okay, Essie, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so um, I'm going to let the guests in, okay? Okay, okay, okay. Are you, uh, okay? Yeah. Okay, I just let him in. Hey, Freeze, it's good, my brother. What's going on, homie? I can't call it, man, I can't call it. I know we had our lives crossed a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. You know. Okay, okay, okay. How was your day, man? Um, man, uh, it, was, it started off fucked up, but because I woke up this morning and my phone, the screen was black, so I couldn't, you know, oh. use my phones. You know how that oh, is. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, how did you get it back working? <laughs> I didn't. Um, I, I didn't get it back working. I went to T-Mobile and then... I had to order a new phone, so they put a rush on it. So I get a new phone tomorrow. So today oh. I've been without a phone all day. Like I was so oh. upset, it made me go lay down. Please. Oh wow! <laughs> sorry to hear that. That sucks. Very sorry to hear that. <laughs> but we're definitely happy to have you. We're definitely happy to have you Thank on the show. Oh, Thank yeah, you for coming. Man. All right. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. So, um. So my first question to you: When did you start writing? Um, when I was in prison. You know, I was I was in federal prison doing a ten and a half year bid, and um, yeah, I got sentenced in like 1996. And I can't remember the exact year it was mm-hmm. that I started writing, but I can 
I can tell you what motivated me to write it, to start writing. Yeah, that'll work. Um, I read a book. Well, first, let me back up. I used to read everything that used to come in front of me, like newspapers, magazines, anything. Mm. I don't know if this was, I would read it. I would soak it up. And, um, and I used to get a lot of, like, uh, the hip-hop magazines, you know, Double uh, mm-hmm. XL or stuff like that. And um, I read a few articles where people were praising, uh, what's her name, uh, Terry Woods, about mm-hmm. her book, Through to the Game. Because it was like the first of his genre, you know what I mean? So it made me, you know, order the book. Because I, you know, a lot of people, mm. Method Man, I saw a lot of celebrities praising this book. So, right. um, mm. yeah, so I ordered it, and when I read the book, I wasn't impressed. And I was like, okay. damn, this is what they talking about? Is this what everybody's talking about? Like, <laughs> and I just felt like I could do better. Right. Mm. That's, that's what made me... Um, you know, start writing, you know. Um, yeah, I came up with my characters in my head, and, yeah, that's what, that's how I started. Okay, okay. So how long did it take you to write your first book? It, oh, man, it took me a couple of years, you know, because I didn't know, I didn't know the proper way to write a book, you know, Um when I to be to be honest, when I first started, I said I was writing a movie. So I I you know I wrote what I saw in my mind. Like I described what every mm. character had on, what colors they was wearing, what they you know. That's how when the first draft of Against the Grain, you know, it, I did a lot wow. of that. You know, um, so yeah, it took me a couple of years because I ain't really you know I didn't know what I was doing. Um, yeah, that's that's okay. yeah. It took me a couple of years, man. All right. So, how did you publish your book? Um, what I did was this: I knew I had something, man. You know, because I was locked up. I got locked up. I was in prison, and then and I went to the hole. Mm. You know, uh, mm. that's uh, um, you know, for anybody that don't know, there's like a you no know, lockdown. You know, um, when you get in trouble. You know, um, so mm. I was listening to I was listening to my radio at night because the college stations they uh, picked up they played uh, hip hop until two in the morning. Mm. So everybody, you know, that's what, that was our thing at night. You know, when they locked down, you know, listen to the hip hop station. And I heard a song by Jay Z called "Coming of Age," uh. and mm. in the song. He talked about, um, you know, how he met. It was him and Memphis Bleak, and he talked about uh, how Jay was the man, and he put he met Bleak and liked Bleak. Bleak was a youngin on the block, and he put Bleak on. Mm-hmm. So that was, and then right, I, I liked it that concept, you know. Um, but then right after that song went off, they played part two. I didn't know they had a part two. They played part two. And in part two of the song, 
now Bleak is getting some money on the block because of Jay, but his friends is getting in his ear. And they like, yo, you out here doing all the work, you know what I mean? And this nigga riding around and da-da-da-da-da. So it turned Bleak against Dre, I mean, against Jay. And Jay just happened to pull up on the block one day, and uh, he got out and he embraced, he spoke to Bleak and embraced him, but he felt something was off. And he mm-hmm. he, he got a famous line that said, uh, you know, I can't even remember the line, but he... That right there gave was what I needed, you know what I'm saying? And I, right. I, so I asked the officer to turn my light on for my cell, mm. and mm. I started writing right then. And by the time breakfast came around, like, 7 o'clock that morning, I had, like, 26 pages. And, mm. wow. yeah, and, and, and what I – I started telling dudes on the, in, on the tier that I was on – I was like, yo, because they was like, yo, your light was on all night. And I was like, yo, I'm writing a movie. I'm writing a movie. So they was like, um, let me see it. Let me check it out. And I was sending it to them. And it was only, like I said, uh-huh. matter of fact, I take that back. Because it's been a long time since I thought about this. I had 53 pages, mm. handwritten pages. And, and, and I sent it to them. And, like, I sent it to one dude, and he... Like, cause we yelling, we yelling across to each other, and he was telling everybody, like, "Yo, this crazy, yo, freeze! You gotta finish writing this. What's what happens next?" So that made everybody else on the tier want to read it, mm. and then and they all told me that how much they liked it, and they want, yo, I should keep going, and so that's yeah, that's what what I did, you know what I mean? So um, that's how I ended up turning into. Cause once I wrote those first fifty three pages. I didn't know where else I was going to go with it. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, but okay. but talking to them, and then, you know, when I got out the hole, my thing was I walked around with uh, a, a piece of paper and a pen in my pocket. And in prison, mm. you know, everybody got a story. Yeah. You know? And you meet dudes from all over the world, you know what I mean? But everybody got a yeah. story, man, you know and I'm a good listener, so I used to listen to dudes' stories and be like, "Damn, that's I could use that. I could just flip it around this way." You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. a guy told me how he met, like he, he he told me how he met his best friend. Right? They mm. were beefing over a chick, and mm. it got bad. It got bad between the two of them beefing over a chick. And one night he said he went to the chick house after the club. And when he was knocking on the door, the other nigga jumped out the bushes and put a gun to his head and said, nigga, I got you. I knew I was going to get you. Oh, and my he God. Said, mm. he, said, he, he, he told him, he said, he put his hands up, and he started laughing. He said, boy, you got me. I ain't going to lie. You got me. And they both laughed about it, and they became best friends. <laughs> that was that crazy. Was that, story to me. <laughs> that was a hell of a story to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like yo, I could use that. That's the type of shit that I would, you know, I would do, man. You know, I would listen yeah. to people's stories, and, you know, and then add some of my own shit to it, and you know, man. So yeah, that's what that's how it came about. That's how my first book, Against the Grain. Okay. So what is? How did you pick the character names? Um, 
Man, I don't you know, it just some of the characters was like friends of mine. Um hmm. uh, uh um the the main character if I'm not sure if y'all read it, uh Arcadia Frost. Yeah, yeah. I got I, a copy of it. I got the name Arcadian, right? Do you remember the mm. movie uh, The Last Dragon? Yeah, Eddie Arcadian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I got that name. You know what Arcadian. I just okay, thought it was a okay. cool last Arcadian Frog. Okay, okay. Can you describe what your, your writing space would be if you had the perfect writing space? If you had to sit somewhere and write another book, what would it be? Um, I do, I do my best writing at night, man. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, I was in prison, and at night, um, quiet. You know what I mean? Mm. Most, you know, you, you you can find to yourself, so it's just you and your cell buddy. And um, mm. you know, yeah, my cell buddy go to sleep, or he, or he listening to his radio with his headphones on. You know, and yeah, that's my best writing space right there, because. Like, like it's hard for me to. Like, I don't even know if I've written anything outside of prison. Like, the books that I've written all was while I was locked up. Like, even when I got mm-hmm. out, and then I went end up going back to prison, getting in trouble going back. You know, I wrote a couple of more books. So yeah, that's my quiet space. Okay. So what would your next book might be about? Um, man, Reef, believe it or not, I've written part two and two against the grain. And yeah, you're gonna get mad at me. But I got that shit just sitting in a box, man. I haven't done anything with it. I got part two and three. And I wrote another book called Dick, A Gift and a Curse. And that's sitting in the box mm. as well. Yeah, bro. You need to, that pin game is official, my brother. You need to definitely do something with it, bro. You need to, right. um, yeah. you know. Yeah, I know, man. I so, know. I just be there's so many other distractions. You know what I mean? Like when I'm when I was locked up, yeah. you know, it was it wasn't that many distractions. Yeah. And now you know, just everyday living. You know, I just you know. Yeah, and then you know, like um, the 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 writing thing is. I used to think that it was going to be a career for me, mm. and you know, I would blow up and do big things and all that, you know. And it just didn't go that way. And so, you know, I just look at it as like a hobby thing. You know what I mean? Like it's just it, I can do it. Yeah. It's easy. It comes easy to, for me. You know what I'm saying? So I just do it when I got time. You know what I mean? So maybe yeah. I, I think that's why I haven't really, you know. Yeah. Well, you know what, Freeze, man? I'm going to tell you this, my brother. You, you're you a very talented brother, you know. Um, and a lot of times, you know, pre-Facebook and all that, you know, we see magazines and stuff of people making it or doing big things. You know, me and Six was talking, and, you know, he said, it looked like they were overnight success because of that. But with the Internet, you know, things make other things popular first, you know. 
So you have a bunch of tools now that we didn't have back then, you know, and, and I think with, with, with how you write, brother, I think you should utilize some of those tools and don't give up on that. If that's what you think you're going to be, then that's what you're going to be. You understand what I'm saying? Because you definitely got the gift, my brother, you know. This, you know, I, I understand it. It's hard sometimes to pull away from everyday activities to to write or whatever. But I think you could. I think you that millionaire waiting to be made. You know. So, right. Um, that, yeah, bro. You know. You know. We go back. You know. Um, what does your family think about your writing? Um. You know. Everybody, when when Against the Grain came out, man, you know, everybody was proud of it. You know what I mean? Like, I had people, yeah, like, yeah, everybody, man. Like, I had family members that I didn't even think read shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But they read it. And, yeah. you know, they, they told me about it. Like, they loved it and everything, you know. Um, so, yeah, they, they loved it, man. You know what I mean? But, but, but. Let me share something with you real quick. Like, um, even though my family, they loved it, they loved the grain. my mom was my biggest fan, you know what I mean, before she passed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the greatest, one of the greatest feelings were two, actually. I had two other great feelings besides my mom. Man, I went on, I did a little book tour um, and that Nikki Turner had set up, and, and I was in Richmond, man at the bookstore and like, well, I was walking through the mall looking for the bookstore. And mm. when I bent the corner and seen a line of people waiting for me, that was like one of the greatest feelings ever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I felt like 11. <laughs> like there's a line of people waiting on me, you know, to get there so that I could sign that yeah. book. And in that line, it was this old white lady. She had to be in her sixties or seventies, you know. And uh, she bought my book and and asked me to autograph it for her. It was an old white lady too, so that was dope to me. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. one time I got an email from a soldier in Afghanistan, and mm-hmm. he was white. I, I could clearly tell he was white by his name, you know what I mean. But he took mm-hmm. the time to email me and tell me how much he liked my book. You know what I mean? He said, yeah. he was like, yo, listen. He said, man, you know, I saw your book being passed around amongst all the guys, and they was talking about it. And mm. so I just asked, can, can I read it? And he was like, man, I never read no shit like this before. You know, and I loved wow. it. Wow. So, you know, yeah, you know, that, yeah. that was, me, yeah. that was dope, you know what I mean? So that's what motivated that me. That should like, be motivation. Yeah, it keeps yeah. me writing. I do. I, I said I've written part two and three. And I got another book, mm. you know. So, yeah, yeah, little shit like that. Now I don't know if you remember when it first came out when me and you was in Walmart, and the lady was in the, the urban book section of the Walmart, and she had picked up your book. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you was like, "Yo," he said. You said, "You said something." You said, you asked him, "Yo, you read that yet?" And he, she was like, "Nah, I'm about to read it." She said, "The shot is still on the back." He said, "Yo, I know the author. You want me to?" She was like, "Hell yeah!" He said, "Where your phone?" At? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were in Raleigh. 
I want to say you were in Rock, yeah. North Carolina. You know, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, we Yeah, we Yeah, Yeah, we Yeah, we Yeah, we Yeah, 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 because we was locked up together. So he saw it from mm. the beginning, like, you know, and um, he hit me one day, and he said, boy, I'm proud of you. He said, I'm up here in Walmart. He was in Orlando. He said, I'm in Walmart. Mm. I see, I see your book next to Obama. You know what I mean? So, you know, shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, as a child, did you think that that's what you was going to be, a writer? Did you think you would grow up to be a writer? Uh, nah, man. You know, I never, I never ever thought writer, you know what I mean, would be next to my name. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I used to write like you know, I get, I get in trouble a lot, man. So you know, I used to, when I was in jail, I used to write letters for dudes, like help them mm-hmm. write them, or either write letters for dudes to girls. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, mm. I just picked it up, man. Like, the skill of writing just came natural. Because I've always, I ain't, listen, when it comes to math, I, you got mm. me, man. You know what I'm saying? In school, I never yeah. was good at math. But when it came to English and shit like that, I paid attention. Like, so I was always, you know, good with that. Yeah. Okay, okay. So what do you like to do when you're not writing? When I'm not writing, um, throw parties, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like I'm real into, uh, you know, into uh, promoting parties and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. I know you got a venture coming up soon. I'm very proud of you on that too. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a, a pool party, mansion party, pool party type thing. July yeah, 2nd. yeah. Yeah, I won't be here, bro. I'm gonna be in uh, New Orleans this the 29th and the 7th or the 5th, one of the two. So I won't be here, but you know I know it's gonna be off the chain. I know how your parties be. I just you know what's crazy on um, Facebook. You know how they do the memory. 13 years yeah. ago, you was at the party with Hannah. I got the pictures. <laughs> oh man. They came oh, up on man. our Facebook, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, Hella Hunter. You know. no. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next? Yes, you're free. Huh? What we, what, what's next for you, my brother? What's, what's next, you know? You're getting all this feedback. I know you said you don't wrote a couple of things, and, you know, I just want to see if your mindset is back on track on Wanting us to put these books out again. So what's next for you, my brother? Yeah, I mean, you know, um, when I get some time, man, you know, I'm going to find an editor. And, mm. you know what I mean? Because it's been on, you know, ever since we had our last conversation, like, it, it's been on my mind, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I just got to find the time, you know what I mean? I just got to find the time because, like, like I'm one of them people. Like I can multitask, but when I got my mind set on something, yeah, that's where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? So 
Um, I just got to find the time and, and put it, put the energy into it. And because the hard part is done, you know, they, they, the, mm. the books are written, you know what I mean? I just got to yeah. do the rest of it. You know what I mean? And, and I would love, yeah. man, to get to uh, the movie thing, man, you know, screenwriting and stuff like that, you know? That's what yeah. I would love. To That's do. where the money's at, my brother. Even though there's a strike going on, there's money in that, my brother. A lot of money in that. You sell screenplays quicker than you sell some books, I'm telling you. You know, and yeah, I have learned that. that. I get out my own way, man. And, and you'd be surprised. You'd be like, damn, I'd have known this a long while ago. You know, and you see guys like Six and Zoe and a couple of other people, you know, they leaving the, the author world alone and they becoming, you know, producers and everything because it's easier, you know. Nobody's attention span is very short now. Not too many people unless they got time. Like if they're locked up, they're going to read a book, you know. So you want people are looking at movies or listening to audios. Nobody wants to do anything hard anymore. Everybody wants to make everything easy for themselves. So, you know. So. Would you be interested right. in doing an anthology with other authors? With other authors? Yeah. Is that what you said? If y'all put a book together. Yeah, with other authors. Um, what do you mean, mean? like a collab with short a story? Collab. Oh, collab yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, collab with other authors. Uh, I would be open to it. You know, you guys got to tell me how, you guys, you got to just tell me how that works. You know what I mean? Explain to me how it works. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because, you know, like your ideas is your ideas and mine is mine. So, you know, um, you know, if I see how it can work, you know, because let me, let me, like I've never I thought about it one time before and and I was wondering like okay is this how would it how would it work if say for instance you know you wrote the first chapter right I don't even mm. know what you wrote but yeah. once you send it to me I read mm. it and then I build off of what you wrote for the next yeah chapter. some writers and do we that. go back some writers do go that. back and forth like that. Yeah, some writers do that. Well, some writers would be like, all right, we're going to do an anthology of you write 3,000 words or less on any urban, any type of street, lit, anything. You write your story, I write my story, and there'll be a bunch of stories together, just short stories from other authors telling different stories, you know. But, yeah, the way you just described it, I've done that before. I did that with Floyd McRae. Me and her did a book together, and um, he wrote the first part. I wrote the second part, and then she wrote the third part. We didn't tell each other where we were going with the story. We just wanted to see how we could work the story, and the story worked out pretty good, you know. It, so, it's a, um, yeah, what you say? Read that. I said I would love to read that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely um, send it to you. You know, we just got a copy written recently. And uh, I told her she could send, she could start putting it out. Um, it's from the streets to the sheets. It's a um, it's an erotica, you know. So okay, yeah, man. So um, well, so I really is there any way that? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I I really want to um put my book out, man. Um, Dick, a gift and a curse. Like that's mm. the, that right there. Like that, I I put a lot into that book, so <laughs> I want I want people to read. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell yeah. you this. Is it is it an urban or is it going to be in a rock? And I'm going to give no, you a it's little. Urban. It's urban. Okay. It's okay. Urban. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's urban. All right. Is it is yeah. it about a little young boy? It's it, it's about okay. and actually it was it's based it's loosely based on a real character. It's just this young boy, right? Like when I was young, hmm. I seen two grown women fighting in the club, right? Two grown women uh-huh. fighting in the club. Over this young boy that ain't even old enough to get in the club. Oh wow! <laughs> they was they was rum. And then I found out later it's because this nigga is scrapped. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what the book <laughs> the book literally based on about him. You know that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to get that joint out. Okay, okay, okay. So is there um, any way that our listeners can get in contact with you? Yeah, we need um, contact information, yeah. Facebook, Instagram. So I'm mostly on Instagram. My Instagram is um, at B-I-G underscore. Freeze, F R E E Z E seven seven. Right. Yeah. Want me to repeat that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Repeat. At B I G underscore freeze F R E E Z E seven seven. Yeah. Hit me on Instagram. I'll follow you back. All right, my brother. Hey, listen, Freeze. I appreciate you coming to the show. Um, we love to have you back. Hopefully, when we bring you back, you have one of them books out, you know, and we yeah, can definitely yeah. talk about that, you know. It's, it, it's little so. shit like this that motivate me, because now I feel like I'm on my celebrity shit right now. I'm doing interviews. <laughs> <laughs> we really enjoyed you, and we really enjoyed you, definitely. Thank you. Thank you. you know so, yeah, you got me motivated right now. Oh, listen, my brother, do your thing. You was doing big things before, and you still are, you know. You just, yes. mm-hmm. you know, on a different level of doing it, you know. But get back to your writing, my brother, for real. I'm on it, man. So, I'm on it. I appreciate y'all for having me, man. This was dope. I ain't, I didn't know how Oh, yeah, cool. definitely. But this was dope. I liked it. All right, my brother. Appreciate you for coming, my bro. Absolutely, man. Oh. love. Okay, right, everyone. Well, that does it for us, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the show. And tune in and join us on Saturday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night.